How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you back to The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, I am going to be talking about trust. More specifically, can you trust them? This is a topic that doesn't really get to a point of being openly spoken about in a lot of businesses. But if you operate in an organization that may have a culture deemed as toxic, it's always in the back of people's minds. Can I trust this person? How much can I trust this person? It's no fun. It's no fun to be able to try to navigate these political waters and determining who you can trust, how much you can trust them. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking through lessons that I've learned and hopefully be able to help some of you out. So the first thing that I do want to cover is the importance of observing their actions. Had Dr. Chase Banks come on episode 52 over a year ago, and he talked about, as an entrepreneur, one of the big lessons that he has learned is watching people's actions as opposed to listening to their words. Now, yes, this can be applicable to all aspects of life. Friends, family, relationships, business. The episode today is going to be all focused around viewing this through the lens of a business leader or just in your organization. But do their actions align with their words? Do they do the things they say they're going to do? If not, that can be an indication and something worth noting. Now, I'm not saying that you can't entirely trust that person or those people, but it's definitely something to keep in mind. If they are repeatedly saying, I'm going to do this, but then they don't do that thing, make a note of it. Remember that. Now, this could be resolved simply by you following up. Hey, John, can you do that thing? Hey, John, when are you going to do that thing? Very frustrating. And if you are in a leadership position, you can incorporate some element of accountability on John if he's not doing that thing. But if John is your boss, that introduces an entirely different dynamic that can be challenging to navigate through. I think I've recorded episodes in the past on leading up. So just run a quick search on the channel of leading up can definitely help you out there. The second thing that I want you to focus on is does this person have a history of integrity? This can be observed by watching their actions, but also you can do this by just soliciting feedback networking with peers, having conversations with people. If they display values or do things that don't really align with where your head is at from an integrity perspective, this is also another area that you want to make note of. You want to be cautious around this person. If that's something that you have observed or others have observed. Are they transparent? 
when you're having conversations with this person, usually you don't even have to really be great at reading people to be able to tell if someone is withholding information, not being entirely transparent. I've seen this in businesses over the years where a leader is not transparent with the people on his team. And the people on the organization or people on the team, they know, they can tell if someone is not being fully transparent, which makes them start to question their leader. Why isn't John being transparent? What is he withholding from us? Do I need to be concerned? Do we all need to be concerned? Is the business going under? In the absence of information, employees and teams will start to cultivate these ideas and they have a tendency to go negative if they feel like information is being withheld from them. So as a leader, do your best to just be open and honest and transparent. And I recognize that that can't always be the case, especially if you work in a publicly traded organization and you are have knowledge of any sort of acquisitions, things like that. You can't always be transparent. I get it. But it's important to be as transparent as possible so that you don't end up being that leader that the people on the team question because you're not being transparent. Hey, you know what? Actually, I'll go ahead and dig a little bit deeper into that example. If you know that you can't share specific information that you are privy to, but legally or for various reasons you're not allowed to, you can say that. You can tell the people on the team, hey, this is kind of what's going on. I'm really not allowed to talk about it. And I'll do my best to answer what questions you have, but understand there are some things that I just can't talk about. These are all good things. The company isn't in trouble. Just those little bits of information are hugely beneficial. Do they have a good reputation? Man, reputation is huge in business. It's something that I have come to realize over the past decade. Your reputation is your brand. Do you and your team have a brand and reputation for delivering results? Or do you and your team have a brand and reputation for being keyboard warriors and just pissing people off and having a massive ego just because you have to be right all of the time? Definitely things to consider when you think about your reputation. So always keep that in the back of your mind. But if you're struggling with somebody and you know they don't really have a great reputation, they don't have a reputation of being a trustworthy individual, just be cautious. Be cautious of the things that you share I'm not trying to promote an environment of withholding information from toxic people or untrustworthy people, 
but you also have to just be cautious and protect yourself. You want to be as open and transparent as possible, but if you run into people that have a tendency to be deceptive or overly share information, just watch yourself. It is a perfect segue into a trick that I have learned over the years. I've been in corporate America for two decades now. And there are times when you're just not quite sure if the person that you're interacting with is trustworthy. Maybe you've worked with them for a few years and you're just kind of on the fence, which is unfortunate and frustrating and challenging. But here's a trick that I have learned. When you're having a conversation with that person, share some bit of knowledge with them. Maybe something that could be deemed as gossip or kind of a big deal. And see if you hear that feedback or information come back around from anyone else in your network. I caution you on this. This can be a risky approach to determining if you can trust somebody depending on the type of information that you divulge. If that information is too damaging, it could also get you in trouble. So just be very cautious, but be aware that is one way to determine if you can trust somebody. You can share a little tidbit of information and then just keep your ear to the ground and play the waiting game. And if you never hear that, or weeks, months, years go by and you don't hear that same tidbit of information come back to you in some form or fashion, that's a data point. That's an indication that, okay, maybe this person is trustworthy, at least with certain types of information. Cool. Check. Now you know. A prerequisite for that approach is being a trustworthy person in the organization. Because the last thing you want is any of your little birdies that you have throughout the organization sharing feedback with you. And then you going back to the original person and saying, hey, I heard this. You've then violated the trust of your birdies in the organization. So that's the last thing you want to do. As I talk through all of this stuff, I realize this is can be frustrating to have to learn tricks like this to determine if you can trust people. This is the nature of the beast in a lot of large corporations. This is part of corporate America. These types of things wear me out. God. It is just exhausting having to learn how to navigate these treacherous waters. But when you do know how to navigate these waters, you can use that to benefit your team. Because the more holistic of an understanding that you have of the entire organization and all the people that have key roles in the organization, the more effectively you can lead. 
the more effectively you can navigate through these treacherous waters and help your team be successful. As a member of your team is going on their own journey, working on a project, you can throw up some red flags. Hey, if you're interacting with this person, just be cautious with the type of information that you divulge. Make sure you run the project through, get it all done. Just be cautious. So it gives you the opportunity to actually help kind of protect your team a little bit. Now, you don't always want to do this because you do want people to be able to learn these things on their own, which speaks to balance. You know, all of this comes down to balance. Okay. I think that's all I've got for this episode. A few things that I do want to note before wrapping this up. Building trust takes time. It's really what it comes down to. Repairing trust takes even more time. Something to think about. We can't always eliminate untrustworthy people from our lives, especially if they work for us, with us, or our peers. But you can minimize your interactions, be aware of how to navigate conversations with those people so that you can ensure an optimal outcome for yourself, for your team, and for the organization. All right, everybody, that is all I've got for you today. Thank you so much. And Y'all have a good one.